Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. The streets of Hong Kong flooded by sea of of pro-democracy demonstrators again on Sunday. Uh, The latest march was a rare occurrence of a peaceful assembly that on previous weekends had been uh, dominated by violence. However, tensions escalated in Toronto where two opposing groups clashed. And now the Chinese embassy is calling for Foreign Affairs Minister Christy Freeland to stop meddling in its affairs as she urged uh, restraint and called for steps to be taken to de-escalate the situation. Uh, first of all, let's uh, give you a couple of reports. This one from Jeff Semple, Global's Jeff Semple in Hong Kong. Well, I'm here just outside of central government headquarters in Hong Kong. It's a gray concrete building that is now covered in spray-painted messages from yesterday's pro-democracy protest, including one that reads, Liberate Hong Kong, a reference to what protesters say is Beijing tightening its grip on this semi-autonomous city. Just when it seemed like that pro-democracy movement was running out of steam, yesterday organizers say 1.7 million people took part in a massive rally and march through the streets of Hong Kong with more demonstrations already planned for this week. Jeff Semple, Global News, Hong Kong. All right, let's bring in Gloria Fung, president of Canada Hong Kong Link, and is with us now. Gloria, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Thank you very much for having me today. Uh, What is Canada Hong Kong Link? Uh, Canada Hong Kong Link is an Ontario registered uh, community organization to enhance the exchange between Canada and Hong Kong. And we particularly uh, pay a lot of attention uh, to the development in Hong Kong after its handover to China after 1997. So over the past 22 years, we've been doing uh, conducting a lot of events and activities uh, achieving our mission. What are your thoughts of the protests over the weekend? The fact that this is still going on, uh, I think it's 11 weeks now, uh, 1.7 million people. Why peaceful this weekend? What changed? Yeah, I think uh, this past Sunday's uh, 1.7 million strong uh, demonstration actually sent out two very strong messages to the world. Number one, uh, despite the uh, Hong Kong police and gangsters violence, there's still a very strong support for the ongoing Hong Kong movement. Uh, because uh, on Sunday, we saw uh, Hong Kong people from all walks of life, men and women, young and old, including babies, uh, participated in the rally despite the pouring rain. So it is indeed a very touching scene. Number two, uh, the protesters also support peaceful and nonviolent demonstration. And there won't be any conflict should the Hong Kong police uh, did not intervene unreasonably. Did, did police back off this weekend? Were they less aggressive? Uh, I think they back off this week. They did not intervene. And therefore, uh, the rally and march ended uh, peacefully. And all the protesters also left the scene peacefully without doing anything, right, uh, in the city. So I think uh, this is a very good lesson for the Hong Kong government and also the Hong Kong police to learn from, meaning if they don't intervene unreasonably, the protesters won't do anything uh, to, you know, uh, resist, right, or the unreasonable uh, clearing operation. 
Gloria, are you concerned this is a calm before a storm? Are you concerned that this is only the beginning as China continues to tighten its grasp around Hong Kong? Well, over the past uh, one and a half weeks, I have witnessed several incidents. Number one, uh, the central government uh, from Beijing has summoned uh, the Hong Kong pro-Beijing community leaders for briefing. And they were called upon by the Beijing government to reiterate their firm support for the Hong Kong government and also the Hong Kong police. Uh, I also saw a lot of military troops, tanks and uh, trucks uh, being gathering, uh, being gathered at the border to Hong Kong in Shenzhen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also, uh, actually even in the international community, I also see a lot of United Front organizations closely linked to the Chinese embassy have been mobilized to kick off a global strategy of intimidation and harassment of the peaceful demonstrations of Hong Kong support groups. So all these signs are, could indicate that the Hong Kong government and Beijing government may plan to heighten the crackdown on the Hong Kong movement soon. Uh, there was reports of uh, demonstration clashes between uh, uh, Canadian pro-democracy Chinese and those that were uh, uh, national uh, nationals and in, in supporting uh, China, uh, but living here. Uh, I was talking to a professor at University of British Columbia last week, and he said he was concerned come September that there would be uh, clashes between pro-democracy Canadians and 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 those that that, that were uh, that were from China and were just over here studying. Um, your thoughts on this, and are, are you concerned that um, that those issues those issues will escalate here? Uh, in other parts of the world? Uh, Absolutely. I'm also very concerned about uh, what the Communist Party of China uh, will be doing next, right, in the the international community, including Canada. Because over the last one month, I've seen several things happening in Canada. Number one, just more than a month ago, there were two uh, different incidents of a full-page ad place in Chinese language media uh, by United Front organizations, very closely linked to the Chinese embassy here, to uh, affirm the support for the Hong Kong police. Instead, they condemned the protesters to be rioters. And then next, uh, just shortly more than a week ago, there was also a rally in Toronto hosted by the United Front organizations. Even our former MPP, Michael Chen, who uh, has been very closely linked uh, with the Chinese embassy, was one of the speakers there, uh, supporting Hong Kong police and also Hong Kong government. So I wonder what their allegiance is to us, whether it's to China Hmm. or to Canada. And number three, just this past weekend, I have seen very well orchestrated global strategy uh, by the Communist Party of China uh, to intimidate and harass uh, peaceful demonstrators uh, in different parts of the world, including Toronto, Vancouver, 
while they are trying to express their opinion about Hong Kong. And this is an attempt by China to control what is said about China in foreign countries. They try to manipulate international media coverage of the Hong Kong movement by smearing the Hong Kong movement to be pro-independence. But if we clearly read uh, the five demands by the Hong Kong people, none of it is related to Hong Kong independence. So, uh, and then uh, over the past one week, we have seen uh, screenshots in WeChat. uh, Some of the organizers of these intimidation fan up the the nationalistic sentiment of the Chinese students in Canada uh, via WeChat. And they were misled uh, to believe that uh, we are pro-Hong Kong independence, which is absolutely wrong. So this kind of deliberate and also well-organized intimidation and harassment of Canadians' uh, peaceful demonstration is actually a threat to our freedom of expression and also our democracy. This past Sunday, when we are hosting our rally, uh, in front of the Toronto Old City Hall. Uh, the Chinese students, they boo at us when we sang our Canadian national anthem. Mm. They also step onto our Canadian monument, waving the Chinese flags. They did not show any respect to our, to Canada, nor to our values and traditions. How so, ironic is it that those students are do that those pro-China students are doing this in Canada and the same sort of activity in their homeland would get them arrested? Exactly. That is exactly what we told them. We said, we wish you have the guts to do the same thing when you go back to China. And I bet they, they, they won't dare to do so because there's absolutely no democracy, no freedom of expression in the entire China. But here they were, uh, you know, mobilized by the United Front organization. So, Gloria, help us help us understand this, because, you know, here we have pro China students demonstrating in Canada. And as I mentioned, ironic if they did that back home against their government, uh, they certainly wouldn't have the rights that they do here in Canada. So uh, when you when you say that to one of these pro-China students, how, how do they justify being in a, especially arguing with other Canadian Chinese who believe in democracy and perhaps the Canadian system and way of life? How how do uh, pro-China uh, students? Uh, how do they square this? How do they how do they how do they justify this? Well, I what do they what do they yeah. say to you? Well, they didn't. They didn't say a word because I was told by one of the English media uh, reporters. Uh, she asked me, Gloria, do you uh, do you know the reason why that none of the students dared to answer my question when I tried to interview with them? I say that is not a surprise to me because probably many of them don't even know what is going on in Hong Kong. So they were rallied there to wave flags, to uh, to chant the slogans assigned to them. And I noticed that the entire action was uh, in, uh, was actually led by a few older guys carrying sound systems and also using the cellular phone uh, to give instruction to the, to the entire group. And uh, these people have been identified to be closely, uh, to be some of 
to be associated with the United uh, Front organizations of the Chinese embassy. So I think uh, these people won't dare to answer uh, our question nor to be interviewed by media because what could they say? They number one they. What what about? Let me ask what, you this, Glory. Let me ask you this, Glory. What about a a a pro-China student nationalist in studying in in Canada? Are they viewing what's going on in China and Hong Kong differently now from what they would if they were in their home country? And 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 you were saying earlier that some of these people, these pro-China demonstrators, don't even know what's going on in Hong Kong. Would they not see that through the Western media? Well, I doubt very much there will be a huge difference because these people, even before they came out to study or work here, they have all been brainwashed by the Communist Party of China hmm. for years and years. So even after they have landed here or they have stayed here for, you know, a year uh, because of uh, pursuit of their study or work, uh, they they are still surrounded by their own people, by the embassy. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, many of the associations here, the United Front Organization, they have been constantly receiving funding from the Chinese embassy. Why and wouldn't, let, why me, let me ask they, you this, Gloria, why wouldn't, why wouldn't China want these students out of Canada in fearing that they might be influenced by pro-democracy Canadian Chinese? Why would they want them even here? Why would they not bring them all home thinking that they're going to come home and bring democracy with them? Well, this, uh, you have brought out a very ironic uh, question. Uh, actually, it's not only confined to these uh, students. When we look at uh, when we uh, background check uh, the 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 children or even grandchildren of the Chinese top ranking Communist Party leader, their uh, their children, their grandchildren have all been studying abroad. Look at Xi Jinping's daughter; she was mm-hmm. a student of Harvard University, and Chang Xiaoping's. Uh, 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 grandchildren or even children, they all study in the state. So on one hand, the Communist Party may uh, severely criticize the so-called Western democracies. Uh, but on the other hand, they won't hesitate in sending their offspring out to study abroad. And this, is ex- this exactly illustrates the hypocrisy. Um. During this interview, Gloria, you have used the term Communist Party of China several times. Uh, during the last several decades, we've all in the Western world known of the opportunities, the, the business, the economic, uh, economic act, um, uh, advantages and, and opportunities that are in China. China very much the golden goose for many decades. Do Canadians realize that China is still controlled and manipulated by the Communist Party of China? I doubt very much about that because I think this is a big lesson to be learned by uh, by the international community. Because two decades ago, or 30 decades ago, when uh, the Junfo massacre occurred in Beijing, uh, a lot uh, they were, you know, the international community imposed sanctions on China for three years. And uh, but then soon after that, there is a myth. Uh, spreading around the Western world, saying that by engaging China in the international institutions, 
China will gradually comply with our universal values, right. and the society will become more liberal and democratic. But actually, this is all wrong because look at the last 30 years. Instead of becoming more and more liberal and democratic, like Canada or other Western democracies, China has grown in its economy and financial power. And uh, instead of becoming more, more liberal and democratic, China has started to use very arrogantly its economic power to silence the rest of the world, including Canada. And uh, if we do not comply with its rules of game, you know they will try all means to bully us. Look at what China has done to our Canadians ever since the arrest of Meng Wanzhou last December. A few Canadians have been arrested, including the two Michael, for eight months without any evidence of their allegation being presented, and uh, they were not even. Uh, get the access to the help of a lawyer, and then many, uh, some other uh, Canadians involved in drug uh, smuggling, were uh, were given capital punishment. Mm-hmm. So this is absolutely no rule of law in China. They rule by fear. They rule by violence and lies. So I think it's about time for us Canadians, as well as people around the world, including our governments. To recognize, to re reconsider, right, our understanding of the true nature of the Chinese government. It is not an ordinary country or government that we have been dealing with. It is very evil, and it, they never stop their evil to control the world with its own ideology, and now also with its own economic power. Should the U.S. and Canada let Huawei uh, be involved in the 5G network? Absolutely not, mm. because over the past uh, uh, two decades, I have seen. Let me focus on Canada, because a lot of Canadians are not aware of what's happening here. We've only got about a minute China, left, Gloria. So go ahead. Okay. Now China has uh, actually donated, uh, a, you know, a lot of money to our universities and research institutes using anonymous donors' names, okay? And uh, by doing so, they control the, you know, the high-tech development results of our researchers. And then, uh, since our government has not been very sensitive, nor have they implemented strict control of the export of uh, high technology, uh, and many of our development results in terms of high technology have been actually uh, uh, taken over by China, and uh, including the 5G technology, because University of Waterloo, University of, uh, uh, of, of Toronto, they've all been involved in the development of some of the software necessary to make the social control mechanism of China happen. This includes the surveillance camera, the the social credit Mm. system, hardware and software. And now China is exporting its social control knowledge and hardware to other dictatorial regimes like Africa and also Central America. So it's spreading its evil control experiences to other parts of the world. And this is a major threat 
to the global democracy. I think we need to be aware of this, and our government need to take necessary steps to prevent this from happening. Gloria, I'm going to have to stop you there, but we will have you back. Fascinating discussion. Gloria Fung has been with us, President of Canada, Hong Kong Link. The streets of Hong, uh, the streets of Hong Kong flooded by a sea of pro-democracy demonstrators again this past weekend, but all relatively safe. Gloria, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. We'll chat again. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.